The Dallas Cowboys dominate Monday Night Football, but don't worry, you're not getting double birds from us. Then we're going to talk about Justin Field. Should he be the starter moving forward for the Chicago Bears? And then we'll wrap up with Vinny Iyer here to help us get ready for our fantasy football teams. All of today's episode of Locked On NFL. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I hope this is your second listen of the day after your first listen is your favorite Locked On show for your favorite team. Today on the show, we are talking about the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. That one ends 41 to 21. We're talking about Justin Fields a little bit. Why isn't he getting in? What's Matt Nagy up to? And we'll, of course, talk a little bit about fantasy football with Vinny Iyer, your waiver wire pickups, all the advice that you need. But let's start with the Monday Night Football game. The Cowboys were in control of this one pretty much from start to finish. It started with uh, some really good offense from the Cowboys, uh, except for one Jalen Hurts interception that turned into mm-hmm. Cowboys ball at the one, and then that turned into a defensive touchdown for the Eagles. And that was about the only good things thing that happened to the Eagles. Jalen Hurts made a number of mistakes, uh, made some pretty bad throws, made some pretty incredible throws too. It seems like he's just going to be a guy with ups and downs, but all in all, the Eagles just don't look like a team that's ready to be taken seriously yet. Is that too mean about them? No, no, you're absolutely right. They're missing parts. They're missing pieces, which is why they should also check out our friends over at rockauto.com who are presenting today's episode. Amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. But when it comes down to it, no, these Philadelphia Eagles just not ready. And the Dallas Cowboys look like the best team in the NFC East, which I know from a year ago isn't saying much. But hey, it's about time that somebody looks like they're ready to win the NFC East outright as opposed to just being like kind of default winners, if you will. And so it's be great a playoff team. Yeah, right. Yes, it actual playoff team as opposed to just a division winner. Yeah. And so I, yeah. and the other part of it, like in terms of the storyline here, I love seeing this, this sort of emotional moment for Dak Prescott winning his first game back in AT&T Stadium since the injury last year that took place in the New York Giants game or, or one of the early New York Giants games that ended his season last year. So great to see him come out and to orchestrate this offense. Got two touchdowns there to uh, Dalton Schultz, the, the the tight end. He hit one where he just extended to play, operated out of structure a little bit to Cedric Wilson, and you had two goal line-ish touchdowns from uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So you love seeing what you saw there from the Dallas Cowboys. And so while the Philadelphia Eagles look like they're not necessarily all there yet, still figuring things out, Sirianni, uh, Jalen Hurts, of course, like you mentioned, up until that last touchdown at the end, you're, you had half of your touchdowns come from your defensive side. It does look like the Dallas Cowboys, at least, are in good enough shape to continue to be competitors here throughout the 2021 season. Yeah, and, and we'll see what happens You know, when that defense is a little bit more tested. But they were tested against the Chargers last week, right. and, mm-hmm. and they held up well against that. Um, for a really close win. So, so these Cowboys, I don't know, they got a lot of, a little bit of heart and that's always really fun to see, um, especially with a, a team that kind of feels like this is the build that, that Jerry Jones has been trying to put together. Um, yeah. 
that, you know, you have the like Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch and, and like these linebackers and this core that they've been putting together. They've got a lot of draft stock poured into this defense. They have Dak Prescott extended through forever. This is the iteration of the Cowboys that has to succeed. And it looks like they're getting there. It's not perfect. Mike McCarthy making a couple of mistakes. He probably should have taken a timeout at the end of halftime. Peyton Manning mm-hmm. on the Manning cast was beside himself. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> It, it it seems like right now they're good enough to be taken seriously down the stretch. Yeah, and as long as sure. they keep that up, as long as we don't, you know, have another Dak Prescott injury or, you know, God forbid something else. Um, as long as the team stays reasonably healthy and they aren't derailed by something that's out of their control, they should be a team we're talking about come January as more than a kind of circled pseudo bye week for whoever the fifth seed is. Yeah, and I think you're seeing Dak Prescott already make those positive decisions, keeping himself from getting hurt. There was the play that he changed and ran directly to the outside, to the left, and then just immediately went down, took the loss of one there, but needed to, you know, keep the clock rolling, all of those things, did everything right and didn't surrender himself to a hit. There's a play where he turned around and there was no running back to hand the ball off to, but he had the at least wherewithal to head where the run was designed to go and then avoid a hit there as well. So you're seeing him do the things that he needs to do to preserve himself, which is very important if this team wants to have success down the road. You mentioned the defense. Love seeing guys like Micah Parsons get out there, tackle for a loss, pass defense, also in for a half a sack. You saw the pick six from Trayvon Diggs, who of course is the relative of Stefan Diggs up in Buffalo. You got to watch him and learn a little bit more about him during hard knocks along with Micah Parsons. And so, so far the hard knock stars performing pretty well out on the field. And so I think when you look at the young core that they're building in Dallas, you're seeing it all come from sort of the right pieces, the right leadership uh, points there. So it's great to see all of it come together for the Dallas Cowboys thus far. Philadelphia Eagles just need a little bit more time. Uh, You know, you saw Fletcher Cox go down. Hopefully that was just the cramp it looked like. That's all that it was. You saw the pickle juice come out and then him make sure, you know, he was able to get off the field and walk off with no problem. So, you know, uh, look, it's going to be one of those it could potentially be one of those years for Philadelphia Eagles fans but there's also a 17th game and it's a longer season let's see how this all ends up playing out but early on looks like Dallas Cowboys should be your favorites here at the beginning of the season and speaking of favorites everyone's favorite rookie quarterback Justin Fields got his first start for the Chicago Bears we're going to talk a little bit about whether or not he should have the reins moving forward throughout the rest of the season and then of course we'll wrap up with our visit with Vinny Iyer. Before we get to all of that, though, I want to tell you about my MVP. It's the Get Upside app. Luke, I love this app because we're out, we're driving now, we're going to games, we're going to dinner, we're going to go and see friends. That's all great, but that cost money, particularly depending upon where you live, those gas prices are not very friendly. And so when it comes down to it, I love the Get Upside app because it allows me to get 25 cents per gallon back every time that I fill up. There are people that use this app and get 200 to $300 back every single month. And we can help you Get started on even a better foot than that with the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Go and download the Get Upside app in the Apple App Store or in Google Play Store and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to get 50 cents back per gallon on your first tank and on your first fill up. I love, love, love this app. I've had people tweeting about it all week as well, hitting me up and letting me know how much they're liking it. So go ahead, get in on it, get upside. Don't forget to use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents back per gallon 
on your first fill up with the Get Upside app. And with all that money that you're saving, go ahead and flip that and get in on some action over at betonline.ag. You feeling really confident about these Dallas Cowboys? Well, there's everything you need there. End of year awards, uh, 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 win totals, whether or not they're going to make the playoffs, whether or not they're going to make the Super Bowl, all of that that you can get in on. And it's not just uh, professional football. You can get in on college football, too. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, maybe you're an Oklahoma Sooners fan or an Arkansas Razorbacks fan, lots of lines, props, bets, odds, everything that you can get out in on, even over-unders, money line, however it is that you like to bet. BetOnline.ag has you covered. And they've got other sports as well. MLB, you can get in on some end-of-year awards over in the NBA and your favorite Vegas casino games. So to help make it even more sweet for you, go and check them out. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code NFL100 to get a 100% welcome bonus. Put 100 down, get an extra $100 so that you can get in on all of that action and have some fun over with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So Ross, one of the biggest stories in the NFL right now is surrounding the, the rookie quarterbacks, right? We've seen Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence kind of have some struggles out of the gate. Um, you know, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, they're not in yet. Mac Jones has kind of had his ups and downs. But it seems like this Justin Fields scenario is the one that incenses people the most. Oh, people. Yeah are especially in Chicago in Bears country. You listen to Lauren Cox at Locked on Bears talk about this. I mean, he is heated because Matt Nagy still, even though Justin Fields got a start now because Andy Dalton's been hurt, he still won't commit to Justin Fields as the starter, despite all that talent we know he has. So I don't know. Where do you fall on on this with with Justin Fields, Ross? I'm actually on the side of Justin Fields being the starter in Chicago. I think that this is one of those situations, as you and I looked at our very first episode together here on Locked on NFL, there's not actually any correlation between making a quarterback sit his rookie season and the success of said quarterback. If quarterback's going to be successful, they're going to be successful. So you might as well find out. But they have to be in a situation that is built for them to find that success. And I don't know that Chicago has done a very good job of that. Lots of concerns still on the offensive line. And you look at this guy, he got sacked nine times in his start up against the Cleveland Browns. And of course, the Cleveland Browns have a very good pass rush, including Miles Garrett. They added Jadavion Clowney. They have a great interior pass rush as well, and some linebackers and even players in the secondary like Grant Delpit that can get after the quarterback. Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks in that game, a Cleveland Browns record he tied. You don't want to have your rookie quarterback be the guy that somebody is tying franchise records uh, <laughs> when it comes to sacks going up against. His first start, yeah. Right, yeah, and his very first one. And so I, I think I'm all about Justin Fields being the starter, but I do think you have to kind of go the extra mile to set him up for success and make sure that there's a game plan that he can go out there and that he can execute and has sort of the wherewithal around him to be able to help him to recognize where that type of pressure is coming from. Because nine sacks does not happen by accident, and it doesn't happen just on the core basis of a good pass rush. Quarterback has some dealings in that as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually going to take the opposite here. Mm-hmm. I, I I sympathize with where Matt Nagy is, and I think he's made plenty of mistakes. I think the game plan he took to that Browns game clearly didn't work, right? And he, he needs to take his he needs to take that on the chin. Um, but like you mentioned, very first episode you and I did together, Locked on NFL, we looked at uh, all of the rookie quarterback or quarterback rookie years and how long it was until they started. And it was kind of all over the place. Some guys sat for a year, some guys didn't. And I think that's because everyone's different. There isn't mm-hmm. a tried and true way to do this, but you have to take guys as individuals. And right now, at least based off of that Browns game and off of what we saw in the preseason, um, Justin Fields 
isn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. I just don't mm-hmm. think he's ready to play yet. Um, he has, uh, I mean, he's dripping with talent and he did all kinds of cool stuff in the preseason, especially, you know, when he got to the back half of a preseason game and he's kind of dunking on third teamers with just his pure athleticism and talent. And that's all very cool and fun to watch. But I think you could kind of tell that that wasn't going to translate to a regular season game where everybody has their starters because mm-hmm. everybody's used to going up against quarterbacks like that. You know, everybody's got a Lamar Jackson in their division. Um, and, and, you know, guys like Lamar Jackson have to find new ways to do that. And that's what makes those guys so special. Um, for fields right now, all the bears are running with him are a crap load of read option. And the Browns were all over that and a whole bunch of like timing concepts, but he's throwing to blanketed receivers right now. I don't think he's making progressions in the way that an NFL coach would want you to make progressions. And when it came to third and long situations, he was frozen in the pocket and very clearly reading plays too slowly, missing windows, missing timings. It's very clear to me that he's not ready to operate an offense. And and he's so far away. And again, it's fine. Plenty of quarter. I mean, Patrick Mahomes took a year, right? Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. took three. It's fine. That can happen. You can absolutely still have a future and you just need some time to transit. It's hard to transition from college to the NFL, but there's a certain point of not ready where it's not even a good learning experience. And right now, with fields being in, I think this is why Matt Nagy has said, maybe I'll consider Nick Foles is because you sit back there, you take nine sacks, nothing works. You don't find anybody and you just kind of throw, either throw everything into the dirt, throw it to a cheerleader or rut or scramble around for two yards before you take a hit or take a sack. Like those are the outcomes of games. They had like a net passing yard on the game. Like it was a disaster. That's not something you go into Monday morning and then go like learn new fun lessons from, right? That's not, there's not subtleties to, it's just a, it's just something you have to forget and it's just wasted experience. And honestly, at this point, I just hope Justin Fields didn't pick up bad panicky habits. That's how you create Mm -hmm. a Christian ponder, like what happened in Minnesota. So I feel for Matt Nagy. I don't think he is blameless in the ineptitude of the Bears offense, especially in the game that they had against the Browns here. But it's hard. You can only call the plays. The quarterback knows how to run. That's fair. That's fair. But I I also think that as somebody that has watched offenses change over time, based upon the limitations that a quarterback has, I do believe that it is possible to build an offense around them. And I think you could say the same thing when it comes to Matt Nagy, who was not able to build an offense around Mitch Trubisky, who had mad limitations, but then also has all the trouble here, potentially of building this offense around a young rookie quarterback. At some point, you have to point back to this coach and say, at what, and sort of start to evaluate at what point are you unable to simply build an offense that works? Because it ain't like they had an offense that worked around Andy Dalton and kept Andy Dalton clean either. So that's really for me where it comes down to, I understand the sort of apprehension around or the hesitation around Justin Fields, because you don't want this guy's career to get hindered before it can even really get going. But to me, it's on this coaching staff to get it going. Right. And the last thing you want as a quarterback in the NFL is to have a different offense. You have to learn every year. Right. But here's where I'm at, because let's be honest, Matt Nagy ain't making it through the end of the year. Um, and I think if you're Chicago, I think you have to recognize that this is this iteration is over and right. you have to pull the plug on this before it starts doing damage to Justin Fields. So yep. I'm sure Bears fans are going to love to hear this because I think they're on <laughs> on this side of the issue. I think you got to get rid of of Nagy, maybe get rid of of Ryan Pace to just get rid of that iteration. Yeah. And take your time with your next coaching search. Find somebody you really like, you know, pull Lincoln Riley out of college if you think it has to oh. be like that. 
um, or, you know, find somebody who is on a staff that you like, find a scheme that you like, really be deliberate about it. Mm. And in the meantime, stop asking Justin Fields to learn an offense that he is very clearly going to have to forget soon. Yes. Absolutely, uh, and absolutely. just, just work the basics with him, work the, the, the basics of, of, you know, setting protections and learning the reads and stuff. There were so many blitzes that Cleveland threw at Justin Fields that he just did not find. And then he gets sacked by an unblocked blitzer. That's on the right. quarterback, maybe the center, right. but mostly that's on the quarterback. And so if you can fix those problems without asking him to learn a new offense, just focus on that this year. If you don't feel like Matt Nagy gives you a chance to win, and I bet if you asked a random Chicago citizen, they probably would agree with that. I think that's that's what Chicago has to do right now, or else they risk absolutely stunting the development of this guy that they just traded two first round picks to take or spent yeah. two first round picks on, I guess is a better way to put Yeah. Justin Fields is your future. Matt Nagy very much isn't. I look forward to the upcoming Justin Fields and Eric Bieniemy seasons, or perhaps the uh, Justin Fields and Brian Dayball seasons. I'm looking forward to seeing whatever it is that Chicago does to uh, find a way to build a system around a very young and talented quarterback that will be the future of, or that they at least must believe has a chance to be the future of their franchise. Otherwise, you don't give up what you gave up to go up and get them. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be joined by Vinny Iyer to talk a little bit about fantasy football. We'll talk about the biggest performances from this weekend, what to do if you had Christian McCaffrey, as well as a kind of a look at how long he's expected to be out based upon some injury moves that haven't happened yet. We'll talk about all that and much more as we visit with him as we continue on with another episode of Locked On NFL. And I want to tell you about our friends as well over at rockauto.com. Maybe this is what it is that they need to do for Justin Fields and just get him like some new, uh, you know, some new uh, body armor and everything. Just head over to rockauto.com, buy some bumpers, some side panels, and then just strap the you guy get the paint up. paint for it too. Yeah, you get field. everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And then we can even get them a discount for it, too, for Chicago so that they don't have to pay full price because of the fact that rockauto.com ends up getting you the cheap prices on the same parts that you can get at your friendly little neighbor store around the corner that really isn't that friendly because they upcharge you on everything. It doesn't matter if you're a professional or a do-it-yourself or you're paying the same prices over at rockauto.com. You get to purchase it all from the comfort of your own home, from your cell phone, your mobile device, whatever, your laptop, whatever it is. You ain't even got to get out of your pajamas and you get every bit of the selection that you can get and more from your chain stores. And again, at a fraction of the price. So go ahead and check them out. Family business. They've been helping online customers for over 20 years. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you as well. After you load up that cart on your way out at checkout, you can write Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Go and check them out today. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody. Continuing on with this Tuesday episode of the Locked On NFL podcast with Ross Jackson. I'm Luke Braun, and now here with Vinny Iyer here on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. We got a little bit of waiver info. We got a little bit of recap of last week, but I think we got to start with the biggest thing, which is Christian McCaffrey's injury. So if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, or if you're looking to be a little opportunistic here, what do you have to know? Well, I think the first thing you need to know, he's not going on injured reserve. So that opens the door for him to return after missing only two games, which is nice because you hit minimum three if you're on IR. So that's positive. That means the injury is not too bad. They think they can manage. They do get the Cowboys this week. The Cowboys have been kind of up and down a hard defense to predict. They're a little bit worse, I think, against the pass than the run with all their linebackers. And we'll see if Chuba Hubbard can be the guy. The only concern there is his pass protection, and 
Can he help you out as a receiver? He showed some of those skills, which was good to see, to have him have that showcase against Houston for a good chunk of that game. So I think Chuba Hubbard's going to be the guy. They'll mix in Royce Freeman. I hate to say that he might be a guy that vultures some goal line opportunities if they arise there for Chuba Hubbard. But Hubbard, they drafted him for this reason. They lost Mike Davis. Mike Davis is not doing much for the Falcons, but they needed somebody to relieve McCaffrey and he's out there. So this is why you always handcuff your backs. We saw that with Alexander Madison last week. You can just plug and play the guy right behind him and you're set. And that goes for people of uh, Tony Pollard behind Ezekiel Elliott. You've got a easy RB one in that situation. I think Hubbard just by the volume can get there and the matchup is pretty good against the Cowboys. I have a question about something you just said there. When you said pass protection, that's like a snap count thing, right? Because, you know, if a running back, we might not care much about a running backs blocking in fantasy, but if he can't block, he can't get on the field. And if he can't get on the field, he can't get carries, right? Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah, and you have to look at a possible scenario that could develop against the Cowboys. The Cowboys offense, we know, is very good, and they can jump out to a lead. And is Chuba Hubbard out there for Sam Darnold dropping back 40 to 50 times? Or do they go with Royce Freeman as the hurry up back in those situations? So we're not exactly mm, he's the one sure taking the checkdowns. Yeah, yeah, we're not sure because the Panthers were ahead and well in control against the Texans. But the game script is negative. They might go to, with a veteran in that situation. So somebody to see, and we don't want to see Chuba Hubbard fumble. That was an issue there, and we know uh, that can change the course for a rookie running back very quickly. Very grateful that in leagues where I have Christian McCaffrey, I also grabbed Chuba Hubbard. Thanks to your uh, sage wisdom over on the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast here ahead of NFL Drafts. So thanks for having me prepared for that. And other folks know exactly where to go. Uh, if they can't find Chuba Hubbard on the waiver wire this week, who are some other waiver wire targets that they should check out? Well, I think Peyton Barber, we were kind of skeptical. Was mm -hmm. he going to be the guy? And the first game wasn't very good, but... Then the Dolphins came along in that matchup, and he just looked great. I mean, Josh Jacobs has just become totally unreliable at this point. He's just not healthy. Every week goes by, doesn't seem like he's closer to returning here. So, and Kenyon Drake, I don't know why they spent all that money. He's kind of disappointing in that role and doesn't seem to fit that offense. So Peyton Barber, off the scrap heap, plug him in. He had a big game there. So they're going to continue to give him the ball. And – the Chargers matchup is actually pretty good this week. That's where they struggle. Their linebackers are a little undersized. So I think the Raiders will probably come out running against that team uh, this week. So, yeah, you can plug and play Peyton Barber. That's why you can't just forget about guys that are going to get touch the ball a lot. It doesn't matter what offense they're in, what situation. They're eventually going to produce if they get the opportunity. So, obviously, it's the Tuesday after Fantasy Day. We're all celebrating our wins. Who are the biggest performers that we're going to be celebrating right now? Well, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, I think we were waiting for these games. You invested in these quarterbacks pretty high. You were looking for these monster games. Four touchdowns from them, and then Matthew Stafford rolling around along with four touchdowns. And not surprising, a couple of wide receivers attached to those quarterbacks. Uh, did you know Cooper Cup and Mike Williams are the two top-scoring wide receivers in fantasy football right now? Cooper Cup <laughs> may like be not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, So, that, but Mike Williams, it feels like this is a new receiver. I've never seen this Mike Williams. He was a guy that used to just fly downfield. Uh, they would throw jump balls to him, and he would get hurt. And that was that for Mike Williams. But now he's like <laughs> out there running around, making plays after the catch. So good on them for the Chargers to find that uh, really dangerous number two receiver with Keenan Allen. And that's going to make Justin Herbert better. 
And Josh Allen, you got to love it. He's spreading the ball around. I don't know if Stefan Diggs' managers love that all that much that he's involving Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox and Cole Beasley and everyone that he's willing to throw to there in that offense. So I think it's better for the Bills in reality to spread it around. But Stefan Diggs' managers might be a little disappointed that he's not going to keep looking Diggs for 10 to 15 targets every week. I want to talk about the the Mike Williams standout season that he's having so far because it just kind of gives credence to the idea of paying attention for fantasy football, even throughout the offseason. The uh, former uh, quarterback coach who also helped with the offensive coordination over in New Orleans, Coach Lombardi, now the offensive coordinator in Los Angeles. And he said during the offseason that one of their goals was to take Mike Williams and use him the way that the Saints used Mike Thomas throughout the past couple of seasons. And so you're seeing this sort of expanded route tree from him, the expanded usage from him. So it makes sense to pay attention to all of these other things that are happening during the offseason and even when they're not specifically player-focused because they can still benefit you over on the fantasy side, right? Yeah, you can find parallels, past offenses, current offenses. I think with Mike Williams is the fact that he's Mike Williams, that we couldn't trust him. He's a guy that has had a lot of durability issues, and we still have that perception in our head, right? That's the Mike Williams. But when you look at it from a fresh perspective, new offense, new chance to impress, you can turn things around pretty quickly. And that's what we see with Mike Williams. So now we just have to hope he stays healthy because that has been a concern throughout his career. And uh, that could quickly derail what's going on there. But it's good to have a new Michael Thomas when the old Michael Thomas is not available for fantasy managers. Yes, yes. Thanks for reminding me, Vinny. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong if it's a PPR league. Nothing wrong with a little slant boy. Hey, nothing wrong with him as soon as he gets back. I did grab him in a couple of, yo, a couple of my leagues had oh, IR slots. Yeah, a couple of my leagues had IR slots, so I grabbed him and put him immediately over on injured reserve. So, got to take advantage of league settings whenever you can. Uh, whenever you can, Vinny, we appreciate you coming through. For more from Vinny, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Vinny Iyer, and of course, you could check him out every Monday through Friday over at Locked On Fantasy Football, wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube as well. Vinny, we'll see you next week. All right, thanks, Luke. Ross, have a good one. Cheers. All right, y'all, a fun Thursday night matchup this weekend. You've got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to get your day of preview from Alex Clancy and Tyler Rowland, but you have to make sure that you tune in tomorrow as well because you get the power rankings, but you also get a little bit of trash talk, I'm sure, on the way from Tony Wiggins, who hosts Locked on Jaguars, who also co-hosts the Wednesdays here on Locked on NFL with James Rapine of Locked on Bengals. It's going to be a ton of fun here throughout the rest of the week. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen, go and check out Locked On Bets. And don't forget to visit with us every single day here on Locked On NFL, free and on all platforms, including on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.